1: This episode is brought to you by Not Grass History. So we've been using Not Grass History for our high schoolers for the last several years. Now we haven't used the elementary ones yet, but if they're anything like the high school ones, I'm sure they are excellent. But I wanted to let you know about their free history resources. So if you use this link, that is my referral link, 41more.com forward slash not grass history, it will take you right to their free history resource page. And right now you can sign up to get a president's and first ladies field trip guide. To sites all around the country. I think this would be a great addition to your homeschool planning and if there's something near you why not check it out or maybe on your next vacation there'll be a great presidential or first lady site that you're going to want to stop at. So double check them go see their free resources on this page at 41more.com forward slash not grass history that's spelled n-o-t-g-r-a-s-s history. Welcome to episode 244. You can find the show notes at 4 morecom forward slash 244. Our guest today is Karen Morris. You might remember her from episode 106, where she talked to us about prepping and I called it prepping 101 because she had a book out at the time, which was a year without the grocery store. And it was all about how you could Stay away from the grocery store for a whole year if you had a great food storage system going on in your home. And I love talking to Karen so much that I am being a little selfish today and invited her back because I don't know about you, but is your grocery bill ridiculous these days and this economy and a lot of us are living on one incomes as homeschool families. I mean it's a little tight right now. So I knew that Karen would be the person to talk to, to get some actionable strategies that even busy homeschool moms can put into practice. So we're going to talk with Karen today and her new site is are you prepared And we will link to all this in the show notes. Remember, which is at 41 one more.com forward slash two forty four, But We're going to talk about this topic. Listen to this. Does this get you excited? How busy homeschool moms can save up to one-third of their grocery bills using preparedness principles. Now, Karen does not just talk about ideas. She actually gives you the step-by-step way to get your goals met. She's very much a teacher and she can give you exactly how to get into preparedness, how to start saving money. And nothing is too difficult. Even for me, I am not a cook. I am not like a great, um, I don't know, like, I don't make sourdough bread and all this stuff, although she's kind of inspiring me to start. So if you feel a little bit inept like I do, there are still some great ideas here that even you and I can put into practice. So join the club. I am learning from Karen in this episode as well. So this was a fun conversation and we're going to link to everything we talk about in the show notes, of course. So be sure to check that out. All right. So I think you're going to love this episode. Tell me what you think. I'd love to hear some feedback from you. But enjoy this conversation here. I had with Karen Morris from Are You PreparedMama.com. Karen, welcome back to the Homeschool with Moxie Podcast. It's so good to see you again. Thank you. It is good to be back with you. Yeah. So for those of my listeners who don't know who you are yet, and we'll link to our previous podcast we did with you. Just give us a brief intro into yourself and your family.
0: Absolutely. So I am Karen Morris. I am the author of A Year Without the Grocery Store. That's how most people find me. Um, I am a wife of 27 years to Steve. Um, I'm a mom to five, ages ranging from 21 all the way down to 12 and I have one graduating from college next May. I have another one who has decided to stay home and build her own business. I have two that are going away to college next fall. So, and then I've got my sixth grader. So I've got a lot going on in my family. Um, My husband is a pastor of a local church. So we have a lot in our church life as well. So, and I've homeschooled all of my kids the whole way through, all the way through high school. So it's, a lot, a lot of life in our life.
1: Yes. We have more in common than I realized. So our kids are almost the exact same ages, you know, like 21 down to like my youngest is 10. So, I mean, you've got the little, you know, you're still finishing elementary school. You're still doing the older kid stuff. And I, I don't know if I realized your husband is a pastor because mine is as well. And homeschool moms. That's cool. I know. So it's so, it's super fun. Plus like building a business online, right? So a lot of fun to be had all around. Well, I already told you before I hit record, you're one of my favorite people to talk to because it's fun to break out of the homeschooling mold. Like I talked to about homeschooling so much. I'm like, you have this expert... I don't know advice and and viewpoint about stuff that I'm starting to get interested in and I know my moms are ever since 2020 we're all like okay yeah. I think we need to be prepared so we first talked to you after dealing with 2020 and all the stuff that brought But now in the end of 2023, we're all feeling the financial crunch and groceries are ridiculous. And so I was like, Karen, can you talk to us about how, what do we do now? Cause I know, I knew I was like, okay, Karen Morris, you're going to have some good ideas. So I love, I I guess this is a bit of a selfish episode because I wanted to talk to you, but I think all my moms are going to really get some great ideas here. So, all right. We're talking about saving money on groceries. This is important for every mom, especially homeschool moms, because lots of us are one income families. And so we've got to make our money stretch even more. So give us some of the keys or the key or some keys to saving some big money on groceries because we can't keep doing what we're doing. This is this economy is crazy.
0: Absolutely. So some of the keys to saving significant money on groceries are first of all, cooking from scratch. And I know that can sound daunting and we're going to talk about some ways to make it so much simpler later, but cooking from scratch is a big way. And if you need information on how to cook from scratch, if you've not done a lot of from scratch cooking, I've got a couple of different resources that I want to point you to. The first one is cleans and I'm going to spell that for you. It's G-N-O-W-F- G-L-I-N-S. And it stands for God's Natural Whole Foods Grown Locally in Season. And it's all about how you can take basic ingredients and you can learn how to make almost everything from scratch. So when I got started with this, when my kids were probably four or five, that's where I went. And I learned how to make noodles. I learned how to make Um, kefir. I learned how to make bagels. I learned how to make kombucha. I learned how to make my own yogurt. I learned everything that I made from scratch. Almost all of it came from Ganalflins. And I really appreciate Warty and just her wealth of knowledge and how to do all of this. So that's a big thing and it's a great resource. So definitely check her out. Also, another one that makes things really simple is artisan bread in five minutes a day. So think about making your own sourdough breads in less than five minutes a day, it's delicious. It's simple. It's so easy. But there's a book. That's that's the name of the book. Is the Artisan Bread in Five Minutes a Day? And then also, I love America's Test Kitchen cookbooks. They are so practical. They tell you why you're doing this as opposed to this. They tell you use this type of ingredient, not this one. And I love the way they walk you through it all. So I love America's Test Kitchen cookbooks. They also have ones now on preserving and like even making jerky, things like that. So a lot of great information there. But that's the first thing. The second way you can save a ton of money is by buying in bulk. So the places that I like to buy in bulk from are Azure Standard, which a lot of homeschool moms are generally familiar with. But I love Azure Standard. I love using my bulk food stores. So like we have a Costco And I will get a ton of my stuff from Costco. And I really appreciate that I can get so much for a lot less than if I went to even Aldi. We use Aldi, which is a discount grocer. And I can get flour cheaper at Costco than I can even at Aldi because I'm buying it in bulk. I can get rice cheaper at Costco than I can at Aldi because I'm buying it in bulk. So use those things. Also, things like your... um, your restaurant supply stores. I don't know about you guys, but we have um we have a local restaurant supply store and I can go in and get number 10 cans of things. So like a five, like a number 10 can is like one gallon. So think of it about a gallon. Think of it as a large coffee can. And I can get one of those of tomato sauce for about five bucks. Whereas if you go to the store and you buy tomato sauce in those little cans, it's going to cost you so, so much more. So you can either Like in some recipes, we'll use half a can or in some like, so we'll do back to back recipes that use that or we'll freeze it in smaller increments. And then that way we still have it. But again, I'm saving so much money because I'm buying in bulk. Um, Also, if you have any Amish stores in your areas, they are amazing for what you can get at really good prices, especially, especially herbs. But if you can find an Amish, an Amish bulk food store, they, I, I used to get like 25 pounds or 50 pounds of oats for 12 to 15 bucks. So that's another great place. And then there's also other types of online co-ops like um, you can get from Wheat Montana and there's a couple other co-ops that you can do, but that's another way is you can buy in bulk. So um, I think those are the, the two that I would most highlight as being the best ways to save money
1: now i'm not going to rehash our previous episode which was getting like a food storage pantry going but can those five is it what did you call the cans are they how much five pound so they're number
0: 10 cans number 10 and they're about a gallon
1: yeah yes okay yeah so those number 10 cans are they good too for like starting someone's storage prep like how long do they last
0: so you're going to get the same types of expiration dates on those that you're going to get on other things. And what I have discovered is that some types of products, even in cans, store better than others. Hmm. So like, for example, um, recently we were we're making something we call Chinese Surprise. And so we went downstairs to our uh, our storage room and my daughter brought up four cans of pineapple. And she's like, mom, these were expired like two years ago. And I said, well, let's open them, let's smell it, let's see. And they were still great. Nobody got sick. Not a problem. They weren't, um, Mm -hmm. if they're bulging, we obviously wouldn't have used them. But it didn't smell off. It didn't taste off when you stuck your finger into the juice. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, we've had pumpkin, like cans of pumpkin that we've only had for a year. And they weren't too far past their expiration date. And they start to leak and seep. So, and I noticed that regularly. So some things store better than others. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, even past their expiration date, I will still use certain things if they're not bulging, they smell fine, and just sticking my finger at it, they taste fine.
1: Okay. Okay. That's helpful. Now, I... And one of these moms that when you said cooking from scratch, I'm like, okay, are you kidding me? Like I have got too many things. This sounds impossible. And although it's very tempting. And I see a lot of friends online doing the sourdough starter. And I'm like, oh, maybe I need to get into that. But how do busy moms, homeschool moms, how are we supposed to find the time to cook from scratch? Absolutely. So let me give you a couple of suggestions
0: because I've been there and I get it, um, one of the things that you can do is once a week or once a month bulk cooking. Mm-hmm. So you basically, you would either cordon off part of a day, or you'd if you want to do a, a monthly bulk cooking, you'd cordon off a whole day, mm-hmm. gather all the troops, you'd make sure you have your recipes ready, and you can cook for like five days a week, four weeks, mm-hmm. in one afternoon or a long day cooking session. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. Um, That frees you up during the week, that frees you up during, you know, that way you're not having to cook from scratch then. So that's one way of doing it. Um, Another way you can do it that we have done a lot of is we cook once and we eat two or three times. So let me give you some examples of that. So like we will make a pot of chili, but we never eat the whole pot of chili. So then what we do is we'll do baked potato bar the next day with chili and then we'll do hot dogs. We'll do chili dogs and, and, um, like Fritos. And so we take that one meal that we've made and then we use it three times. So that way you're only really cooking once because how hard is it to poke holes in potatoes and stick them in the oven, you know, and cooking hot dogs is not hard either. So you're cooking the once and you're using it several times. Another thing that we have done so that we have, it's, it still tastes, I should, even though it's frozen, it tastes more fresh than using like, chili to make three things or actually let me give you another couple examples of that before we go on so rotisserie chickens Mm -hmm. if you purchase a rotisserie chicken you can use that for chicken and rice casserole you can use that for barbecue chicken pizza and you can use that for chicken noodle soup so you're taking that and not only are you saving time but you're also saving money because you're using this one thing a couple of different ways and you're stretching it Mm -hmm. another one that we do is we do something called mexicali pie so it's like black beans Um, kidney beans, hamburger, taco seasonings, chili, rice, all of it in one big pot. Mm -hmm. And then we'll take that. And then the next night we make enchiladas. So we take what's left over, we roll them up in tortillas. If you can use enchilada sauce, my kids prefer queso. So we'll cover it in queso, stick it in the oven. And that's your next meal. And it's taking you all of five minutes to make. And then sometimes if there's more leftover, we can take and we can put that in hard tacos and we can heat those in the oven. And then you can top that with lettuce, tomato, pico, anything else that you want, but you're only cooking once and you're eating three times. So that's, that's really helpful. But the other thing that I did a lot of, especially when I was having kids and I didn't have a big support system to help me after having kids. So I would cook, I would like make one meal, take one meal and cook three times the ingredients or two times the ingredients. So like if I was making a chicken and rice casserole, then I would take and make up two or three of them. I would put them in um, the disposable aluminum pans and I would freeze them. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm only cooking once, but I can eat three times and it doesn't take all that much longer to cook three times the chicken as it does once the chicken, you know, three times the rice, once the rice. So it, it doesn't take all that much longer. Again, you're saving money because you're doing bulk stuff and you're saving time because you're doing it all at once. So we did a lot of that. And when you do that, even if you did that for two meals a week, think of that because you're going to have basically once you've done it for three weeks. Four days a week, you don't have to cook. You just pull something out of the freezer. And then those two days, you make a new meal, you triple it, and then you've got those in the freezer. So mm-hmm. it saves a lot of time with that and it makes things so, so much easier for you. Um, So the other thing that you can do is you can bulk cook your basic ingredients. So one of the things that we do is when we come home from Costco, I will usually, when I buy hamburger, I usually buy mm, probably 10 pounds of hamburger. I'll take and I'll split that between two... Crock pots, and I will put that on low, mm-hmm. and then I will let the hamburger cook in the crock pots overnight. Come back the next morning, I use a hard wooden spoon to kind of chop it up and make it into crumbles instead of big chunks, and then I will let it cool, and I put it in some bluff baggies and put it in the freezer. It's taken almost no effort, but because I'm bulk cooking the food, then when I go to make chili, literally all I have to do is grab the a package of hamburger that I've already browned out of the freezer, and I use it at the chili. So it makes it a lot easier when we're doing that. But bulk cooking those ingredients helps a whole lot as well. And then one of the other things that I think is really, really helpful is to create a cooking routine. So in other words, like if you always struggle with what am I going to have tonight? So tell yourself, okay, on Mondays, um, what we're going to do is we're going to do a Mexican dish. And on Tuesdays, we're going to do a chicken dish. And on Wednesdays, we're going to do an American type dish. And that will also help with that. Or something similar to that that Will help you as you're going forward, is you can create a cooking routine. And what I mean by that is maybe Mondays, you do meat preparation for the whole week. So if you know what's coming that week, you can say, Okay, I know I need this much hamburger, I need this much chicken, and you do that on Mondays. So you're not having to assemble everything, but you're doing that little slice. And then on Tuesdays, maybe you do food prep that you can for the rest of the week, like assembling casseroles or things for later in the week. Wednesdays, maybe you're going to do your baking so that you have either the bread or if you want to make your own tortillas or anything else that you want to bake that you need for later in the week, you could do that then. So having that routine also really helps saving you on time.
1: And everything you're saying, it just takes a tiny bit of preparation and then it saves so much time. See, that's my hard thing is like, just I just need to make myself do that tiny bit of prep, right? And I, you know, I feel like I've been through seasons in my life where I did much better at this and I need to do better again, (laughs) right? Like there were times I was doing like the whole freezer cooking. And then it's like, I I don't know why I stopped because it's very helpful. So I love this. Okay. You're giving me ideas and I know what I'm going to do after we're done and get ready. I'm going to, I got to have a cooking day here on my calendar soon. Now, all of what you've mentioned is going to, well, saving us time, saving us a ton of money. But it's also helping us with what you call preparedness, principles or preparedness. So tell us what all of this has to do with that topic of preparedness, because I think we all realize we really do need to like buckle down in this area too.
0: Absolutely. So the, the really cool thing is when you buy in bulk, it allows you to have enough in reserve for lean times. When I teach on food storage, I explain that food storage is like a savings account for your food. So you've got a savings account for unexpected expenditures, but this is a savings account for when you might not have enough money to buy the things that you need. So it's another type of savings account and it helps you with that. So when you're purchasing in bulk, you have extra on hand for when you need it. And that's really what preparedness is, is just being ready for life's little and big hiccups that get thrown at you when, because you've taken the time to have a little bit extra, then you don't have to panic. And it gives you really that peace of mind. And so having that bulk really does help Um, also if you're buying in bulk and you repurchase when you get to down to about half of your original, then you know that you're always going to have enough to make it through. It's kind of like that principle when my kids were a lot younger and I was couponing, which is how I got into preparedness. What I would do is I would make sure, like if we were using one jug of laundry detergent, I always make sure I had a backup because that way, when the first jug's out, I move the, the second jug up and I purchase another one. Well, this is the same type of thing you buy in bulk uh, and whether however you want to do that, if you buy 25 pounds of oats, I suggest that you get five gallon buckets. And I have a a, I have a blog post on my website where um, you can link to it, but it's you can get them for free or really, really cheap. So if you get the five gallon buckets and you store your oats in your five gallon buckets properly, then when you get down to, let's say you start with four, when you get down to two, you go ahead and purchase another set of your 25 pounds or 50 pounds of oats. That way, you know, you always have enough. And it just, it helps with that peace of mind. And it helps with, with knowing that if you need to do something, you can just go down to your basement and grab it. It's already there. And then two, when we buy basic ingredients and we cook from scratch, we can make our money stretch even further. And when we can't get to the grocery store to buy those convenience foods, we have things here. So when I was going through my learning how to cook everything from scratch, but I, you know, I did tortillas even. And so if I wanted to make tacos, I didn't have to go to the store. If I was out of tortillas, I could just easily make them myself. And so having that, especially if your power ever goes out or if it's been a big ice storm and you can't get out of your house, having these things at home is going to help. It's going to help your peace of mind. It's going to help your kids. It's going to keep you safe because you don't have to go out. You're not fighting with everybody else for those last few loaves of bread or gallons of milk at the store right before the storm. So it it takes a lot of pressure off by having these things. And really, again, that's what preparedness is, is saying, okay, there are some things that we know are probably gonna happen. Let's have a little bit in reserve for those times when it does. And then also preparedness, these things often lead to other avenues of preparedness, which include gardening or preserving food or homesteading or even small things like just chickens. You know, having those things, This it kind of snowballs into more areas of preparedness, which is how it happened for me. I started couponing, we started amassing food. I was like, I could take care of my family if something happened. Then I was like, what else do I need? Oh, I need a way to filter water. So we got a Berkey. Oh, I probably need ha- to learn how to grow food. So we had a teeny garden. Oh, I probably need to be able to preserve food. So then I learned about um, your water bath canning and pressure canning. And all of that started from having enough food.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: It all kind of goes from there.
1: Yeah. I think, you know what? So you're saying if you have chickens, you're now a homesteader. I feel really accomplished because 2020 made us get chickens. (laughs) I've got my chickens. I've got a few eggs every day. That's so funny. Absolutely. But I think there's a lot of moms. I talked to a lot of moms. They're like, yep, we got chickens also in 2020. We were like, we better have, you know, we better have a way to get eggs if if there's no eggs in the grocery store, which happened quite a bit (laughs) in my area. So, okay. So give us some, a couple easy ways. Cause we're homeschool moms. We don't want to be overwhelmed. Give us some easy ways to get into preparedness.
0: Absolutely. So one of the simplest ways you can get into preparedness is getting a clothesline um, and hanging your clothes out on that. Because if you think about this, you're saving electricity, you're doing it yourself. And if something were to happen, you could easily wash and dry your clothes because you have something as simple as a clothesline. Uh, And I will tell you, we've had different kinds of clotheslines. My favorite is, it is a square clothesline where the uh, the line itself goes around the perimeter and gets smaller as it gets to the middle. We've had straight line clotheslines and because we would hang bulky items on it, even though they were cemented in, the two poles would start coming in. But I love my my square ones. Um, we can get a whole day's worth of laundry for our family of six at home on two of those. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's a lot of laundry. Mm-hmm. So in most times we can get it on one. Sometimes we spill over to the second, but that's an easy way. That you can go ahead and just to to dip your foot, to dip your toe into preparedness. Um, another way that you can dip your toe into preparedness is doing an indoor herb garden. So just think of those little herb things on your like, on your windowsill. At the sink you know having that and so when you're making tomato sauce or when you're making spaghetti sauce pulling fresh herbs off of the basil and oregano or rosemary you know you've got that right there that's a small segue into preparedness that doesn't take a ton of effort and and going out and you know you're not doing a whole garden you're just doing something simple and then something else you can do i don't know if you guys have ever heard of microgreens But they're so, so super simple. You can do them inside. And the cool thing about microgreens is that the nutritive value in those is out the roof. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times people will use um, broccoli sprouts or things like that. And you get so much, you get more enzymes, you get more protein, you get more of your um, the different nutrients that you need in those microgreens than you would in growing a head of broccoli. And so, and they're so much faster.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you can feed your family. If something were to happen, you could use that for protein and enzymes and a lot of other things just from microgreens and they take no time at all. And then something as simple as basic water filtration. So like we, moment of confession, we bought a Berkey when we lived in Ferguson, Missouri and we never set it up because it scared me. Yes, it scared <laughs> me. Don't ask me why. Having a Berkey scared me. So we never set up. When we moved to Illinois, um, after a week here, my stomach was so upset. And we determined that what happened was the water here has a lot more in it than it did when we were in Missouri. So we went ahead and we set up our Berkey. But the cool thing about that is if we had to, and we've actually, we've done this at our last house, we had a pond, we could go go out to the pond, we could filter out the particulates from the water from the pond, and you can put it through the Berkey and you have clean, safe drinking water. Hmm. So having something like that on hand, it looks normal. A lot of people have water filters. So you don't look crazy, (laughs) but at the same time, you can take care of your family if you had to get water from an alternate source. So that's another really easy one. And something else that a lot of people are getting into, and there's great little tools to do it, is composting. So if you're going to do any kind of gardening at all, um, there's these little compost Literally, it's like a wheel and you turn it and you're just, you put leaves in there and it makes compost for you. So those are some really simple and easy ways that you can get into preparedness just a little bit more so that you can decide if, you know what, I want to keep going down that rabbit hole.
1: Good. Okay. So those are not too scary. I love that. Now tell us about your prepper planner. So when this episode goes live, we are going to be at the end of December. People are thinking of their planners for the new year. What do you have over there on your website?
0: Absolutely. So one of the things on my website is called the 2024 Prepper Planner. You can either get it on my website, which is A-R-E-Y-O-U Mama.com, or you can get it on Amazon. You can also get it on a website called Lulu, L-U-L-U.com. Lulu has spiral bound. That's why I point that out. Amazon, it's paperback. And what it does is it not only is it a planner and I've had people say, I can use this for homeschooling stuff too, Mm. which is really cool. But the thing that sets the Prepper Planner apart is that at the beginning of every month, I break preparedness down into three different areas. And I give you something to learn, something to do, and something to buy in each area of preparedness. That way, even if you don't have money, you can still be moving your preparedness forward by learning and doing and they're simple things, they're easy things to do. And you can say, okay, I wanna do just one area or I wanna focus on all three. But these, this way you don't have to go, what am I gonna do to prepare? I don't know what comes next. How am I gonna how am I going to take care of my family? This has it right there for you. It also has an in the garden section and an on the homestead section. So if you have a garden, what should you be doing in different zones that month? And an on the homestead section, what are different things that you can be doing on your homestead that month? So, all of those are in there, and then, at the end of every month, I give you a food storage recipe. Now, the reason it's food storage is because it can be made with all shelf stable ingredients. So when I teach food storage either on my website in my book, or we're coming out with a class in January, uh, I teach you how what is shelf what is shelf stable, and then I teach you to create a menu. It's a seven-day menu, Sunday through Saturday, and breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And all you're going to do if you want to do short-term food storage is replicate that menu for however many weeks. If you want one month of short-term food storage in your house, you'll do it four times. And so what I do in the prepper planner is I say, okay, here's a recipe made with all shelf-stable foods. If you want to do this one month, I give you how much you need of everything to do it for one month or two months or three months. And I always cap it at three because you really shouldn't have more than three months of what I call short-term food storage in your house. So, but it's all there for you. You don't have to sit down and do the math. You've got the recipe and the ingredient and the directions how to make it once and then what you need if you want to make it more than once. So all of those are in there. It also has journal pages, which I think are really important. What happened last week that I'm thankful for? What memories did I create? Where did I struggle? And it gives you a place to, how you did or how you can overcome that struggle. So a place to brainstorm. And then it gives you your, you create your to-do list for the next week. What do I need to do personally, professionally for preparedness and then other? And so for me, I call that preacher's wife. So I have my four Ps. (laughs) So what do I need to do in these different areas? And then that takes Tells me how I need to set up my week. And so the next two pages are your two-page spread for your week. It goes from six in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. How am I going to allocate my time to get those things on that to-do list done? And then those things on the to-do list get dropped into my calendar. So a lot is going on with the prepper planner, both preparedness and just planning my time. How can I journal and be thankful for things? How can I learn and how can I bring order to my week? Mm
1: -hmm. So it's all in there. Love it. Oh my goodness. All right, well, we will link to that in the show notes, of course, and your websites because you have such great practical, very simple to follow. Like, here's how you do these simple things because some of us are just, you know, getting into like, how do I ease my way into this? So you're very... You 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 can tell you have an organized brain and you know how to break it down for us, so that's very helpful. So we will link to it all in the show notes. Now, as we wrap up, just give us a final encouragement for the homeschool mom listening, who's also cooking and also you know has the baby on her hip and she's doing all this stuff and she's like, okay, I think I can do this. Give her the like final encouragement of uh, what's your final message you want to leave with her today?
0: You can do this, no matter what it is it feels overwhelming in the midst of it. And I know because I've been there and I've lived it and I've gone with, I had at 1.5 kids under five. So I, I get it. It is hard, but you know what? With God's help, you can do this. And there are other people out there who are going through the same thing as you at the same time as you. So make sure that you are tapping into your sisters and people who can pour into you as you pour into your family. And I think that's a big thing often as homeschool moms that we forget. We pour out so much. You need to have something pouring into you as much as or more than you are pouring out to everybody else, or else you're gonna, you're going to tap out and you won't have anything else to give. So that would be my word of encouragement.
1: So true, so true. Now we're gonna link to everything, but what's the easiest place for people to find you online?
0: A-R-E-Y-O-U-Prepared Mama.com.
1: Awesome. Karen, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us today.
0: Thank you. I had a wonderful time.
1: Well, what did you think? Did you get some really easy to implement ideas in this conversation? I'm sure if you're like me, you have about maybe five or six or seven or 12 or 24 ideas floating around in your head. And you're like, okay, I really can do these things. They are simple. So be sure to double check the show notes because we will link to things that you're gonna wanna check out there. So you can find them at 41more.com forward slash 244. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. Join us next week for another awesome interview with another person that's gonna help you out and help you be able to make your homeschooling and your life much easier. So thanks for joining us in this episode. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.